0: All right, welcome back to our five-part series. What are the indicators of what are the five indicators of real recovery? So today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, um, and and what that is is when the betrayer has patience and empathy for their partner's hurt and pain.
1: We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the Once Betrayed.
0: I'm Kobe, the Once Addicted. And I'm Brandon, the Expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade.
2: Okay, guys, we are excited to help you. We want to help you. We've started this podcast actually really just to help people moving forward, like to give hope to people who are in the dark corners of addiction and betrayal. But we, we also know that this holiday time is just the holidays bring it all out yeah Yeah. it's it's a time to i don't know eat gingerbread and fight with family and all (laughs) the things right (laughs) so we recognize that the holidays are a really challenging time of year so what we're going to do is we're going to extend the payment plan and give a bonus three calls for everybody who decides they want to uh, capture the um, the program shattered trust to thriving intimacy.
1: So this pr- this promotion with the three bonus calls actually will go th- for all the people who've purchased through 2019. Happy so, Christmas, yeah. Happy Hanukkah, and you're Happy gonna Kwanzaa. Up, you're gonna end up getting a call, a group call that's live with each one of us. So, so this is awesome if you think about it. If you're in the shattered
0: to thriving course and you're and there's just a few things you have questions on or you you'd just like some more information about, you can go to these calls and ask us questions live and we can answer the questions and walk you through what you're working on in the course.
1: That's awesome. So we'll have one in January, February, and March to go right along with what you guys are working yeah, on. Yeah, and, and again, shift?
2: the cool part about it is is that it's it's this is a payment plan that we're talking about with this course. So again, you're going to be able to, to jump in and grab the initial payment at the lowest price point that that we've ever had and so if you're if you're not sure if this is the right thing for you um that's okay because you don't have to invest the total amount of the of the of the uh, of the program um to get started and um we're doing that just because we know that this time of year is challenging and tough and
1: well and starting a new year we're starting a new decade a new year and it's a great time to say hey i'm ready to make the shift once and for all let's get this on the show on the road, right? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Come so with us, guys. With that, I did want to share a review we got just this week from one of our um, Shattered to Thriving group members. And he says, Thank you so much for offering this course. It has been so helpful. It has been a gift, and we are very grateful. My wife found you, but we are working on this together. I want to be healed already, but I know it takes time, and I'm doing the work that you are describing. Love That's it. cool. I know. Isn't That's that awesome. cool? awesome. So some people are doing it with their spouse while others are going at it alone and kind of breaking it up and whatever works for you guys. Yeah,
2: I've got, uh, I work with a guy who's in one of my groups and he and his wife have gone, th- have done the, the course and then they went back and they did it and they're like, oh my gosh, all the takeaways that we didn't get the first time. Yep. And in fact, they just started going through it for a third time. Just oh say, okay, gosh. what else do we, what else do we miss or what else do we need to, to know moving forward? So we should probably go through it a yeah. second time. <laughs> just right? I need to get Jenny to <laughs> go through it. <laughs> So um, take advantage of that promo because it's, uh, it, it will serve you. So let's get on with the, uh, with the topic for today. All right.
0: So this topic is so awesome for a couple of reasons. Not only does it help the individual who's working their individual recovery um, start to be more vulnerable, start to be more um, connected to those around them, it also is a huge piece in rebuilding trust and helping the relationship thrive as well, as all these things are that we're talking about. Um, however, this, this topic, patience and empathy for their hurt and their pain, it's, there, there's some simple things that you can do to hold space for them and create um, some empathy for them in their pain, yet it can be so difficult to do. Yeah. So simple little
2: skills, yet so difficult to do. And do you know why it's so difficult? Uh, I can tell you from my own experience and even even for a minute last night, <laughs> Ashlyn and I were having a hard conversation. And my own shame keeps me from understanding where Ashlyn's coming from.
0: Yeah. So if you have things that you're trying to hide, then you're not going to go take a step towards somebody and try to connect to their pain because it's vulnerable and you're worried it, it's it's organic. You don't know where it's gonna go. Um, how are you gonna connect? And so you're gonna try to shut their shut them down. Yeah. Or not or, or avoid their pain altogether because you're scared to go connect because you got things to hide. So if you got a lot of shame, um, you're not gonna be able to empathize. And the things to hide can be relapses. It could be acting out. Yes. It can be
2: things you've never shared before.
0: Well well well, Kobe, they can be real things. So so, like, if, if I have a big secret, let's say I had an yeah. affair and I haven't disclosed that to my wife, then I'm going to really suck at being empathetic, oh, right? Do I so, ever know that? So, there might be real things, but they might just be faulty core beliefs, spike narrative things. Mm-hmm. that are They're not even real things, but they're things that I believe. So, I'm a bad husband or... I can't do hard things, and then my wife says, "How come you're always bailing so easily?" And you're not, and it's like, "Oh, I can't hear your pain right now because you're telling me you're seeing, you're triggering my shame. You're seeing seeing this identity that I don't want, and your emotional response is triggering that shame. I can't hold that for you." Yep. Um, Anytime I
2: feel inadequate, or I feel inept, or I feel just unable to like be there for Ashlyn. Or if I feel her, you know, if I feel your shame, Ashlyn, or if I feel your frustration, historically, it's always been, you know, all systems shut down. And that means I have zero space in my head or my heart or my brain uh, for you, which isn't fair to you.
1: Which can trigger we trigger both, you know, mm-hmm. he gets triggered and then I feel triggered right. and back and right. forth. And then, and then it feeds its, Yeah. <laughs>
0: it feeds itself. And the next thing you know, you're in a big nasty fight, disconnection mm-hmm. hurt. And you're, you're actually hurting the foundation of your, your relationship mm-hmm. when it, when it gets to those points. Right. Yeah. So I want to give you guys uh, a scenario and let's kind of break it down because it gives a uh, kind of a good example of, of why this is an indicator of recovery. Okay. So um let's say let's say I go home and my wife says, I know you're out cheating on me all day. Okay. Um, and this is this probably not doesn't happen all the time, but let's just say that happened, okay? I have a couple of options. One, I could totally get defensive mm-hmm. and turn the tables. And let's say I was at work all day talking about betrayal trauma and recovery, and she's telling me I'm cheating on her. Like, I could just be like, You're nuts. This is crazy. You're stupid. Um, you know, I, you know, I'd never do that. What are you thinking? Okay. So that's totally in that moment. Who am I trying to show up for? Yourself? Not, her, not <laughs> your partner. <laughs> yeah. For
2: me. I'm defending.
0: I'm defensive. Self. So, so, so what will she probably feel?
2: Invalidated?
1: Well, and the trust will still go down. Like, yeah. Both. Yeah. So she'll feel invalidated. She's being ridiculed.
0: Yeah. She, she's being ridiculed. She's being almost made fun of for her emotions, right? Yeah. She's stupid, she's what is she thinking? Like you're crazy. You think that? You're nuts, you're over the top, you're this, you're that. And, and and if I'm really nasty, I'll know the certain shame triggers that yeah. I can throw at her yeah. to really drive home how crazy she is. Which I totally did, right? We both did. Um so in that moment, I'm not showing up for anybody but myself. Yep. And the way I'm showing up for myself is I'm I'm defending my shame. I'm I'm, you know, a spike is there and, mm. and taking over. Okay. Um, so that, that is not an indicator of recovery because what I'm indicating to her is that I don't know my real self and I'm worried that you're seeing, um, this thing about me that I don't want you to see. And so I'm spinning now and I am just de- like you said, Ashton, I'm destroying trust with mm-hmm. that defensiveness. Yeah. Okay. Second option I could maybe not take it so personally. Like, hey, you were out cheating on me and uh but I could just kinda disconnect and be like, Okay, whatever, think what you wanna think. Like I'm off living my own life here because You're I crazy. I don't wanna <laughs> deal I don't wanna <laughs> deal with that, right? Like
2: So not confrontational. Not
0: confrontational, but, but just, just avoidant.
2: Like, yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. I'm gonna withdraw now.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna withdraw and kinda not go there with you. Okay, because but I don't can know how this look this. like
1: can it look like we were talking kind of about this before as a group? Like they go on their happy way and I'm over here going like, but I feel crazy, like I really feel this and their, their choosing to step away can also look like really heartless. Well, like, so, so Ashton, what you're talking about is
0: when, when somebody's coming to you, especially a partner in a highly emotional state, like if Jenny, if Jenny did say to me today, hey, I know you're out cheating on me, that would be crazy because I don't know why she would think that or where that would come from at all, right? But she's coming to me with a bid for connection to her mm-hmm. emotions. Now she might be communicating it in a horrible way, attacking me and telling me, you know, that I did this thing or whatever. But really, what she wants, what what she wants from me is understanding. She yeah. wants she wants to feel like I feel her emotion with her. Like, oh, you're scared, mm-hmm. um, or you you know you're really really tired and you're sad today and you're scared, and I wanna I wanna hold that space for you and process this with you because I wanna understand why you think I was cheating today. Like, what was that? What is that like for you? Mm-hmm. the The only way that I get there with her is to be strong enough within myself to tolerate um, what she's saying, not take that personally, and then start to dig in
1: with her as to what actually is going on. Yeah. Right. So if you, I mean, these people who are listening um, as the betrayer, and maybe they are in this place where they're like really owning their sobriety and trying to live in recovery. Okay. This sounds doable. When yes. you, when you put it that way, Brandon, and right. you really aren't hiding things. It's like, okay, so I just need to not take it personal right. and, and really try to listen to what they're really saying.
0: Right. It's,
1: it's, uh, I, I think I've said this before on the podcast,
0: but it's none of my business what you think about me. Yeah. So what that means is your perspective is just your perspective. And, and I don't say that like, like your perspective is not important. Your perspective is very important if I'm in a relationship with you because I love you and I want to connect to you, right? But it's just your perspective still, meaning it, has, it, it holds no weight when it comes to um, you know, telling me who I am and giving me my identity. And, and so you, know, you can come to me and you can say whatever you need to say to me and I can be boundaryed. If you come to me and you say, you suck, I hate your guts. And you're, I can say, look, I want to hear you, but I, but I need respect. And so please communicate to me. Um, but I, I won't take personally if you think that I, I did something bad, right? I can handle that. Yeah. And I
1: can think back to conversations in the beginning because it, it's that hard place for the betrayed to understand your gut feelings and the spike narrative and the fear. right? Right. And so to be able to like really take that and say, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable and say like, this is what I'm feeling and then it comes back with that defensiveness, it is, it's like, I still can't trust myself, right? You're and,
0: still spinning. Yeah, right?
1: and I remember having those conversations, and then when that shift finally came there, he showed up differently. It was like, hold, hold up, like what's going right. on? Right, yes. And it felt very different. And I actually had someone, I think we mentioned on the podcast a few, maybe a month ago, that it took probably a year for Kobe to show up in empathy. Mm-hmm. And someone asked, "Is that normal? What is like the average yeah. time frame for someone to really show up?" I mean, I don't want to,
0: I don't want to make anybody feel discouraged, but I would say it takes about a year usually when when a when a guy goes from just struggling and wallowing in that addiction and that shame, um, because it, there is a process to it. He can start to heal that shame by getting connection and practicing courage and doing all these good things, but then but then he needs to learn the skills. He's learned the skills his whole life how not to do that, how to avoid <laughs> totally. that. Totally. Right? Oh, man. So, so to learn how to dig with somebody, how to hold that space, how to validate, and how to truly empathize, um, it does take some work. It takes some practice.
2: They have to heal from the addiction and the addictive behaviors and the neural pathways that have been built because of that, as well as healing from the shame of addiction, you said it. Yes, and it's like th- that's why that's why this is such a hard, hard thing because there are neural pathways, thought patterns, and behavioral patterns that literally are in the brain that exist that they have to really work out of. <laughs> like you said, like it I, might be years and decades. I was just uh, of reconstructing. Uh, I was in a those. clinical
0: staffing just just barely, and one of my therapists said, you know, it's it, 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 they say that it's dangerous to teach a sociopath how to empathize because. What they'll do is they'll learn how to empathize and they'll use it to their advantage to do horrible things, mm-hmm. right? And um, a- and I kind of agree with that um, b- because a sociopath can get really good at manipulation. Um, but I don't believe that you can manipulate empathy. I don't. I don't think empathy can be fake. And so if it's true empathy, um, you'll you'll feel it. You'll know it, and you'll you'll understand that it's there. And um, If you're feeling somewhat manipulated uh, with the way that they're empathizing with you, quotation marks, then it's not empathy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, it it just shows a level of strength within yourself when you're when you're you're able to go deep with somebody else, especially when somebody else is having emotions about something that you did. Right? Yeah, and that's where strength is so uncomfortable. Yes,
1: but um, you're stepping away. I, I do want to remind the audience that most of us aren't born with these skills, yeah. right? And I felt a lot of shame that I had very little compassion for myself and for others. And so when I started to learn and really study, like, how do I be empathetic? It sounded ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a human. How do I not know how to do this? But right. the truth is I didn't. Right. And it is something that I've gotten better at. Am I the best at it? No, right. but I've gotten better.
0: I, I, I want to say great place to practice is with your kids mm-hmm. um, because your kids have a lot of emotion all the time. They're little balls of energy, right? And so to just practice digging down with them and hearing them and validating them and understanding. But with your kids, it's easier to be boundaryed, hopefully, than it is sometimes with your spouse. So you can, boundaries are critical to being able to empathize, right? So you can be boundaryed with your kids, you can practice, and you can dig down with them. Um, I want to share a story. Um, I hear stuff like this all the time. And I sh- I've shared this story before. But... Um, you know, a, a wife, uh, one one of my clients was doing something on his phone. And um, it was late at night on his phone. or It was on his computer. I can't remember. Um, and she came in just with her finger pointing at him saying, what are you doing? I know, like, you're just clicking off of that. I know you were looking at something, right? Mm-hmm. Now, he could show her the history and be like, look, I'm not looking at anything. What will that do? It'll... It's good that he's willing, yeah, but it won't solve the problem. Okay, he can uh, he can get mad at her and say, "I'm just working," right? And and what he did was he took a step back and was like, "Oh my gosh, like I totally see why you would think that I was looking at porn right now." And and you, uh, an addict who's 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 got some guilt there and got some shame there, would never do that. Would never take a step back and say it's a, it's a darn good possibility that I was just looking at porn and your emotions and your feelings about this right now
1: are valid and okay. they're okay. Something Kobe always says that makes sense. Like right. when it does make sense for him, he will say it, like, and that helps me because I, you know, I keep repeating myself until he understands.
0: Oh, okay. Ashton, what about this? What, or Kobe, what if it doesn't make sense?
1: Then don't say that. Okay. So what do you do?
0: <laughs> So so let so let's say the the betrayed is like I know you're doing this or you're that way or you're this way and you're just like oh my gosh that is so like not true that is so not who I am how do you how do you show up non
2: defensive but still hear her but so a a very another one is is I can see how that I can see how you would come to that conclusion.
0: Okay, yeah. Like, Cause that not makes sense only, how you would come to that conclusion.
2: Right? Okay. Right? Because because it's like, if she bursts in the room and I'm on my phone and it's late at night, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, that makes total, I can totally see, makes sense why you would come to that what conclusion. What if you can't see it? Then I'm I've got bigger issues. <laughs> then right? i got bigger issues. Like,
0: what if you're really thinking like, oh my gosh, she's no, so... No, we've had those she, moments. We, like, we, oh, we oh my totally gosh, have. she is so crazy. Like...
1: Like, like he flip. just tells me, "You're so stupid." No, just <laughs> kidding. Me, me, not me, not me and like Jenny that. got in
0: a, a little like uh, argument the other day, where she we were talking about like remodeling a part of our house, and she's like, "Yeah, the south side of the house," which was totally the east side <laughs> of the house, like it was as east as can be. And I'm like, "The east side? Like you're pointing east, right?" And she's like, "No, south, south." And I'm just like, "How can she think that's south? I, that that's east, <laughs> That's right? awesome. So how do I how do I hear that? <laughs>
1: It sounds like you, <laughs> you think that's east when it's not. <laughs> well, I want to
0: tell you that that is not south. That is east. I can, I can still hear her, believe it or not. like I can look that direction and know that that is east. And, and this is how, is, is I can take a step back and I can try to understand who she is and why she thinks that is south. I can, I can stand in front of her and say, you're, you're nuts, that's east. Like, it's so obvious. Don't waste my time here. Or I can take Understand, like, the message
2: that she's really trying to convey. Well, well yeah. Like rather ha- than, like, well, the Well, how the do you see that as
0: south? I, I'd like to understand. Yeah, or the So me- say more? Say more. Like, help me understand this better. Oh, you think that's south because you think that's north. Well, uh, <laughs> that yeah, makes sense. That's but. actually west, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but. But the point is not in the particulars, like you just said, Cody. Yeah. The point is in knowing somebody on an emotional soul level. And, and, that, and that is, let me just, I want to I know you. I want to understand you. Who are you? Why do you view the world this way? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's how we love each other. And I can't love her if, if I've got my own agenda in the way that I'm trying to drive home all the time or I'm trying to defend myself all the
2: time. Defending, defending myself is something that I did forever. And, and, you know, I did that before we got married where I had to defend myself with my mom or my dad or whatever the case was, and just to prove innocence, so I didn't get punishment. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing about that is, that, and you've you've alluded to this and talked about this, Brandon, in this episode, is is how my lack of understanding of my identity, of who I am, and combined with combined with um, addiction being the great thief of self-worth like I didn't know who I was to begin with and then and then addiction just continued to beat me down beat me down beat me down and there is nothing strong there is nothing masculine there is nothing steady or sure about me um like backpedaling
0: well and and <clears throat> you know, and
2: when I say backpelling, right? It's like, no, 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 that's not it. No, no, you're crazy. No, no, no. This isn't this isn't important. I'm I'm like working. Like there's nothing, it's like there's nothing masculine strong about that.
0: It, Kobe, I'm glad you bring this up, and this really we, we could do a whole series on this. Is you know, sometimes it's it's her job to be a little bit crazy, to be emotional, mm-hmm. to 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 experience emotion and to interpret things in a way that you don't understand, right? And sometimes it's your job to be grounded and to, to have that masculine, strong energy to allow her to, to be there and to mm-hmm. love her right where she's at, um, not to f- not to try to fix it, not to yeah. try to blame her and attack her for being where she's at. Totally. You know, the analogy we always use is, um, you know, you're a tree that's rooted and she's the wind. And she's blowing and she's blowing up against you. And she's just seeing whether or not you're going to fall over or not. Yeah. And if, if she's the wind and you become the wind, then you're in a, a world of hurt. You're both just whirling around everywhere, yeah. right? And I'm not saying women are crazy and men are steady. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is masculine energy needs to be grounded and rooted at times. Yep. Where feminine energy is flowing and it's moving. And, and that's a good thing. And they complement each other, Yeah. right? And 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 you're absolutely right. That is not empathy if you're just blowing wherever the wind blows you. Yeah,
2: and I would, man, there's so much good in that. I, I know from my own personal experience that um, it is one of the hardest things ever that I ever had to consciously and mindfully do is to stand my ground to you, Ashlyn, and say, actually, I'm not going to agree with you on that because I am a good person. No, I am proud of you. Who- no, I am a good person. That was the first time that I pushed back on you. It was early, early, early in recovery. And I've had to do it a number of times since. In fact, last night was one of those times, right? Where it was like, I had to own my stuff, but I wasn't going to get, I, I wasn't going to pick up any stones. I wasn't going to take on any of your stuff. And that's hard. That's very, very hard because it does require me to be, as you talked about, grounded. Well, yeah. Right? But, but the point is that I'm trying to say is, is for all those who have betrayed is it really fair to expect your partner to never go to this place? That's not f- that's, that's not reality in any way.
0: Well, you know I, what I mean. I I almost want to take that a step further because I've I've heard it for so long, Kobe, and I and that actually brings up some emotion for me in terms of like how dare you not give her some space mm-hmm. to to feel w- the pain what she's feeling and to process yeah. what she needs to process through. How dare you, right after you've b- betrayed her, to turn around and say, how, like, like, why are you feeling that way? When are you going to get better? Take a step back and realize that there's consequences to the things that you have done. Yep. And one of those consequences is that she needs to go through a process of healing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and to give her the space to do that. Now, I get it. If it's been a long, long time, you might have to step up and say, hey, it's time to heal. Like, yeah. it's time to do some of your own work. That's true. But if it's at the beginning stages, and I'm talking within the first year or so after the betrayal, take a step back and be patient and give her some space to heal or heal, well,
1: right? And you know what, Brandon, that was us. We had a moment, and I think it only happened one time where Kobe said, like, when are you going to get over this? And it was that like really frustrated moment of we've done so much work. What the heck are you doing right. You're behind me? Right. And we were kind of keeping score of who's doing what. And it never happened again because well, and, and I wasn't... I think, I
0: think the feelings, his feelings are valid. Yes. They're like, they're, it's frustrating. Like, come on. Like, what do I need to do? At the same time, sit in that frustration a little bit and take a step back. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. So, the patient's right. piece on this is, I think, just super, super important because it goes back to one of the things you said earlier, which is recovery demands us to sit in discomfort. It demands that. And the discomfort of saying, I need to just to stand here, not and just be a whipping boy and take this, but I need to stand strong and firm and know that I need to be there for my partner when they're having this tumultuous, 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 emotional time. I need to be there for them and I need to be strong. I need to be firm. I need to own my stuff and just be there for them. That's that requires enormous intestinal fortitude to sit there. But that's part of this journey.
0: Absolutely. I have you, have you read The Shack or seen the movie? Yep. The yeah. Yeah, I and, forgot about that. Have you seen The Heart of Man? If no. you haven't seen The Heart of Man, check it out. It's okay. really good. It's about recovery. Hmm. And the, anyways, the author of The Shack, he's on The Heart of Man and they're interviewing him and he's talking about his um, his affairs that he had and and how he destroyed the trust in his relationship and and he he says, you know, it took 11 years. 11 years until like my wife could look me in the eye and say, "I trust you," or "I know who you are." Now, hopefully, it doesn't take everybody 11 years, but you can tell when he's being interviewed that that to him it was worth it. He hung in there with her. He allowed mm-hmm. her to feel what she needed to feel, and um, and and they went through a healing process together. So who knows how? There's not a set amount of time, um, but it'll it it's not a snap of the fingers, and it's yeah. also not a a thing where you can do 10 things. And then all of a sudden she should just love you and trust you again. It's taking a step back. It's learning how to empathize with her, learning how to connect to her and, um, and, and walking through that with her. Yeah. So,
1: well, and I think that's a good way to or end. Or him. I gotta say, <laughs> yes. I keep saying that. Yes. We, we get mixed up with that sometimes, but, um, I think you're right on. Um, especially if you're listening to this series and thinking like, dang, I thought we were in recovery and apparently we're not. Right. Um, just take it like Brandon's saying. It's like one step at a day, um, or one step at a time, day to day. And so it may take you. It took us a year to get to the patience and empathy. It may take you less, right? And and that's okay. Um, more power to you, right? So yes.
2: just keep going. These are like it, this episode again. Brandon is is called what?
0: Uh, patience and empathy for her. Okay.
2: For for their hurt or pain. For their hurt or pain, and. What's key about this is to remember, empathy and patience are characteristics. They are traits, they are, they are skills, but they're also perishable. Yes, But That's I, a good I, I've, I've, I've said, uh, I've only said this recently because it's just kind of done to me. I would not wish addiction on anybody, but I, but I wish recovery on everyone. Yes, I love it. Because patience and empathy are skills that bring out the best of us that we have, that we have the capability of being as humans. And, and that is, if you take a step back from betrayal and addiction, these are skills that you, that you've got to have in order to live a rich life. And that rich life, comes from the hills and the valleys. I love that
0: point, Kobe, because this is the thing where I hear people for, you know, pretty far along in the recovery process able to say I'm I'm grateful for the addiction because now we we can connect on a level that we never have before. And they're talking about empathy, they're talking about emotional, spiritual connection and be, through their recovery process and working through all of the the pain and all that stuff—they've learned how to connect on yeah. a deep level. Yeah. So I, I do want to say one thing. I know we're we're running low on time on this, um, and it's just one point I want to make because I see it all the time. And do not confuse empathy and compliance. Um, you know, empathy is not when you just you go along with everything the other person's saying just to avoid conflict. That's actually defensiveness and manipulation. And it's not it, fair. It's, it's not an indicator of recovery, right? Yeah. Um, you know, just trying to keep them happy and keep them smiling all the time, that is not empathy. Empathy is is emotional connection, but it requires honesty on your part and a willingness to be uncomfortable with them, um, not always try to keep them comfortable. Sit so, by
2: their side when they're hurting, when they're, you know, head down in the say, fetal position in the corner. Say things that
0: might cause them some
1: pain, but you're honest anyways. Right. You know what? I I have to add one thing. (laughs) We're just going to keep adding things, (laughs) but you said something, Kobe, that reminded me, um, one of my favorite gals in group who's been with me for uh, forever and who's done this month. So sad. She has been so great about, Hey, when I need in those moments, like I want to show up for you in empathy, what does it look like? And Uh they've done that for each other and given each other like 10 options. It's, you know, the words you can say, the physical touch you can do the whatever they need, go get me a glass of water, get me tissues. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, you know, those are conversations that aren't hard, but they can still be really connecting for future. Like, Hey, I need moments. to be, Use, be quiet yeah. right now and just give me a hug. Totally. You know, like
0: something like that. What yeah. do
1: you need? I'm like right. planning so, ahead. Love it. That's Love a
2: great it. tidbit. Guys, we are so glad you're here. So glad you're here. And, um, if you haven't yet, please rate and review the podcast because that allows us to this podcast to be found by people who really need it. And please don't forget. Holiday Hope. Holiday Hope, that's a thing. It's an extended payment plan for the program. And uh, the bonus is this, you'll get uh, three calls with uh, one with each of us uh, in January, February, and March. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. See
0: you guys.